Because if you say you're only coming out for 20 quid, then that's barely covering petrol money nowadays. I don't think I was getting the answers back and I don't know if anything's changed since you know our initial conversations. What is your worst trait? My worst trait, but for me now, I ain't got really time to waste for people that are wasting my time um, in that respect. Like for me, you've got to show me respect because people know I'm, I'm deep in this thing, like whether, whether you like it or not, I'm not going anywhere. Thank you so much for kind of coming on to the like podcast. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, bro. This is a long time coming, man. How are you? I know. I'm yeah, I'm 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 good. I'm good. I'm good. This is definitely a long time coming. There's literally been a few of us that have been in this industry for over seven, eight years now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been doing this off and on for like four to five, but even before then, I've been playing amateur grassroots football for the longest time now um so yeah it's been it's been a while it's been a slog but we're getting there man we're, and hopefully we're starting to get our just rewards man what was your kind of childhood like and again have you got any brothers and sisters and see what what was the dynamic in your family uh no brothers and sisters own child just me um yeah it was it's pretty straightforward really like mum dad was around um used to play out play down the local um like playing area it wasn't like grass when you fly at the time it is now but um at the time it's just like a tarmac area I used to play all your 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 you know games back in the day you know like um Kirby and all the rest of it like all the all the games that you would you'd think about like back in the day down there and that was just like out there until like the lights come off. Like I remember times when my mum used to come grab me. Like otherwise I'd be there probably still till now. Like then you got to come home. Um, you know, you know those times, isn't it? Like just <laughs> no, no PlayStations back then, no Xbox back then, or anything like that. Just playing out with your friends, and then that's just you know the best times really. Just all you need is a ball, some markings on the wall, and that's it. You're good to go, in it. So mm. that was that was my um, entries into football can you remember your first creative thought first creative thoughts um god i don't don't even know you know it would have been like you know what probably like in my teens like um i was into wrestling still sort of interesting right now and um obviously back in the day i wanted to be a wrestler so i was probably coming up with like wrestling names and stuff like that. I remember my cousin one time put together like this terrible attire, but I, I, I can't remember the name, so don't even try and ask me what my, my stage name would have been, but it would have just put it together some like terrible wrestling gear, and um, that's probably that one. And then my second one, I've just got a flashback of it now. You know, everyone wanted to be an MC back in the day, in it? So um, <laughs> I think when I was about 16, 17, tape deck, um, spitting bars, bars are terrible. Uh, name was terrible, but again, everyone went through that stage of their life where everyone was gonna be an MC, whatever, or they thought it was gonna be the next thing. So, those were my two creative moments there. Mm-hmm. And, um, actually, what did football play a part in your family? And, and again, you know, when when did you figure out for yourself, right? You know what, I'm actually kind of good at this sport. 
Uh, I'll be honest, I was never good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible player. Um, so, yeah, I just played it for fun. Um, yeah, I think I even started late in terms of secondary school. I think I started about year nine playing football. Um, like, playing outside of football, uh, outside, like, for local teams and stuff like that. But, um, obviously, it started early doors, um, like, watching, supporting, all the rest of it. I was always interested in the media side of things and always, like, the the transfers as well. Like, I remember, like, one transfer in particular, uh, Les Ferdinand, when he moved um, from QPR to Newcastle. And that's what kind of triggered my love for Newcastle because local to where I was living at the time, played for Hazen Yedin, where I'm from, played for QPR, which is, like, very close to where I'm from. Then he made the big move to Newcastle. I was like, oh, right, he's going to this club in the northeast. And then before you know it, like, I'm fell in love with this club that's, like, hundreds of miles away from where I'm living. Like, I could have supported... I could have just been simple. I could have just supported, like, QPR or Brentford or any team in West London. But I ended up supporting a team that's all the way in the northeast. So... Yeah, that's that's uh, I've got Les Fernand to blame for a sporting new It's paying off now, right? It's paying off now. It is, it is now, it is now. Um, yeah, so, yeah. um, so your teenage years, uh, in like high school, um, like how, how, like, were you within your kind of peer, peer circle? How, how did the teachers treat you, and and like what, like, did the teachers think you were going to be? Because, of course, everyone kind of has that careers day or whatever like what did like the teachers think you would you would end up as god knows but i remember you know when you had to choose your three subjects i chose pe geography and oh what was the last one i can't remember the last one but basically i had a hand in all three of those subjects remember so pe sport hence the reason what i'm doing now Geography, I, I travelled for, for like two years. So again, I loved geography. And then there was something else, the third one, I can't remember now, but I had a hand in that as well. What I wanted to do back then, it's probably different to what I'm doing now, I, I must admit. I, I mean, I wasn't like a fuck up. If you, can we swear on this? Yeah, yeah, well, definitely. Uh, uh, I didn't fuck up, basically. Like, I wasn't one of them, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I can remember that far back, man. You know, I'm getting on, you know. I can't remember that far <laughs> You think I was some spring chicken to you? <laughs> like school was the other day, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was going to make something of my life and hopefully I'm, I'm on the way there, if not there already. So, yeah. And and you briefly spoke about geography and, and uh, travelling and you went travelling for two years. Um, what did... What did that teach you about um, your own perception of the world, your own perception of life? And and what was the one city uh, that that you could feel if you were going to leave the UK, you could go and go and live in? Yeah, so I went travelling when I was like 26, came back when I was 28. Um, and yeah, it taught me a lot about mainly to like appreciate what we've got over here. I know a lot of the time we grumble about like whatever cost of living crisis and stuff like that. But then if you go to other countries then you see what they haven't got and then you compare it to what we've got, like we're living good. Um, obviously we can live better. We could always live better, but that's why it made me appreciate it a lot more. Um, I, I did loads of countries. I ended up 
doing like 50 odd countries in that two year stint. Lived in Australia for a year. Um, Australia would be definitely a country that I would, I'd love to go back to um, again. Uh, in fact, I had like a top three. So like Sydney was one of them. Lived there for like the majority of the time. Rio in Brazil. That was fantastic. And then Amsterdam. Um, not for those reasons. <laughs> um, those are like my top three. Um, those are the countries, but definitely like Australia, beautiful country. Um, again, it's basically like a sunny England. And again, they've got their things in order. I would, I would like to say so. Yeah, yeah, definitely just made me appreciate life because again, I went to countries like Cambodia. Um, like if you check out their history and what they've had to go through. Um, like again, it makes you appreciate what we've got over here. Like even parts of South America that I went to as well. Like again, comparing that to what we've got in England, we've got nothing to complain about. So I advise anyone to do it in life. Like it's probably the best thing you can learn about life is just going and experiencing it elsewhere. Some people don't go outside of their own city, let alone the country. But definitely go out and just get some life experience, man. Mm. What's the worst piece of advice that your parents have ever told you? Uh, you're probably going to laugh, but probably go to uni. Um, <laughs> like, in, in one respect, is great. Don't get me right. Don't get me wrong, sorry. Um, but in the other respect, I kind of wish, like, hindsight's a wonderful thing in it. Everyone, you've probably got the same sort of parents that I have, like, you know, go to uni, get a job, settle down, nine to five. Da, da, da. And I'm like, hmm. Like, the way the world is now, like, you can just hustle your way into most things. Obviously, like, you need uni if you want to be a doctor. I'm not saying you can hustle your way to being a doctor. I mean, you probably could, but, like, not in a... <laughs> um, but, I don't know. Like, the, the whole uni experience, I get it now. It's, it's, a, it's a business like anything else. Um, but, yeah, I think now... Now the mindset of younger people, especially, like, us being second generation... Uh, is different like you can have one plate spinning here this could be a nine to five and the second plate could be spinning here or you could just be doing something completely different and it could be as important as what a normal person doing nine to five is if not more important do you know what I mean like so mm-hmm. I don't know I don't think university is the only route that's what I'm trying to say so not trying to not anyone who's gone there like I've been there twice so I think I can speak um like I know what I'm talking about in that respect, but I don't think it's the only route for every other every other person. Like you can do other things that can get you to the successes that you want to get to. And when was the first time you actually picked up a camcorder or like any recording device? Ooh, that would have been young, young. So that would have been young, young. So you know, back in the day, yeah. So for all the young people who are watching this, yeah, there wasn't things like streaming. <laughs> and even like CDs back in the day, you know, if you wanted to catch your favorite song, yeah, you'd have to wait by the radio, have your two fingers on, you know, what I'm about to say it, have your two fingers on playing records and then press it. And then before the adverts come on, you press pause so you don't catch the adverts. Yep, 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 yep. So that was it. That was my first entry into it. Um, so yeah, I think for anyone who's probably over the age of 30 or 40 or whatever. Like that, that is the first entry into like recording and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, oh, bro, you listen, you know, I like used to 
record the Trevor Nelson every, I think it was, I think it was, a, I think it was on a Saturday, Saturday mm. afternoon. But hey, you know, again, you you are you are definitely triggering some crazy <laughs> memories now, right right now. Um, but I mean, again, um, when they kind of came to the kind of visual aspect of of like media, what was it that caught your eye but yeah. wanted you to pursue this more than just a hobby? Uh, that's probably not till later on in life. I mean, the the, the visual um, aspect of the story that I just gave there was. Do you remember the box? I don't know if yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, 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 the yeah. box. Yeah. I, I again, my music videos was coming on. They weren't coming around all the time. I think at the time it was um, Spice Girls, Wannabe. That was a banging show. I don't care what anyone says. Mm-hmm. And again, that was the same thing. Record, make sure you get it, and then you can keep it. But um, yeah, getting probably fast forwarding more onto like, you know, this present day. It was not only till like I got to the age of thirty. I wanted to take it kind of seriously. And that's when I went back to uni, um, studied journalism. And then I did, wasn't really interested in the writing side of things. I knew like I wanted to be more interested in the visual side of things, like creating my own content, that sort of thing. Because I was doing something completely different, like not completely different. I was doing like more spo- sports coaching, um, like management and that sort of stuff. And I wanted to get more into like the media side of things. I had a like a taste for it. Like I worked on radio shows and, did all that sort of stuff, but I knew I wanted to do the more visual side of things. So that's why I said, went back to uni at the age of 30, um, did my master's and then just started, you know, filming games. And my first, first taste of that was like when I was at uni up in uh, Sunderland and I was filming for um, Bly Spartans. You probably heard of them like through football manager, like they're a big team up there, big in non-league. And then I just got a, taste for it like that was my first entry into like oh mate I'm making my, my own almost my, my own match of the day sort of thing like in terms of I was filming the game creating the highlights uh scores in the in like the scoreline all of that sort of stuff there and I was thinking oh this is great like I've actually just created like my own highlights package like from scratch so after that then just you know Roots TV came about after that mm-hmm. which I'm sure we'll get into in a bit so being in Sunderland, uh, the northeast, um, how how like was that for you? And and like you know, being a black man, um, did you kind of feel that there was any I don't know pre- pressure, re- resentment, um, yeah, tokenism? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. There was um, there was a few moments like my first game. Now oh, I can't remember the two teams now, but um, someone made like a smarky marup remark like I was behind the camera of course um uh, filming the game it's a non-league game like really low down um doing get work experience and someone said oh who's who's uh Jay-Z behind the camera and obviously it's, it's talking about me now you want to hear that? I don't think you would hear that in London like obviously they're making a, a joke banter but then uh, that was just like a start of, of things to come in it so yeah you get those sort of remarks up there because there's not a lot of us up there it's not it's diverse a little bit like in Newcastle but you know it's not compared anything compared to like the big cities like Birmingham, London, Manchester um but after a while you kind of just kind of roll with those sort of things and they don't come around all the time anyway like it's not always like that for anyone who's not been in the northeast but that was just again that sticks out in my mind as my first game as well like oh why are you making these sort of funny remarks sort of thing but after a while just yeah it's it's easy to get 
noticed up there because again you're like sticking out like a sore thumb you're a Londoner who's black who's up in the northeast in a not very too you know diverse city um or county um but after a while yeah it, just, it got a lot easier so yeah taught me a lot and the name Roots TV like how how did you come up with that name and <clears throat> uh, and literally what was the kind of progression from your first follower or first subscriber to your 100th? So the story of Roots TV was, okay. So initially I, as I said, I went to University of Sunderland, done my master's. First job was working for ITV up in Tyne Tees. Um, and then during that time, I was thinking, oh, I, I want to do something like on the side, like a side hobby. So I was like a Newcastle United YouTuber at the time, just like talking about previews, reviews, that sort of thing. You know, like all the fan channels are doing. But then I thought, you know what, I want to still get back into my non-league bag, like my grassroots bag. So I then got a job at BBC Sport after that uh, in 2018. And I thought to myself, how can I like apply for any jobs that are doing that sort of stuff and I couldn't see it I know BBC did like these little hit pieces every now and then they might go down to like a local football club and then do like a piece on them and then that's it you won't hear nothing of of them after that Um, so I was like where's like the constant like where's the you know what me and you do basically like every single day who's who's doing that so I couldn't really find anything so I thought if I can't see it then I'm going to be it and then I was just searching around for names. I had like notes of like names, like terrible names. And then at the time, my cousin was running a channel called Roots TV, funny enough. And he was doing it around like music videos. So he like, he was doing like the SBTV sort of vibe, but he was doing it for the Midlands. And I basically just messaged him one day. I was like, yo, cuz, can I have your name? Cause you're not using that channel no more. Um, and it's, and it was perfect obviously for what we do, like grassroots, Roots TV. It's like, yeah, cool. That's fine. So it's as simple as that, really. Look, got the name, um, and then just start going from there. And um, initially, the first videos were about more like stories, because obviously coming from a journalism background, I just wanted to do stories. So um, I spoke to like, who's my first one? Oh, my first interview was funny enough. Um, his name is, I think his name's Peter Palmer, who I later. I wait, later on went on to find out that it was Nathan Palmer's dad, you know, Nathan Palmer from oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. um So again, he's a coach at Millwall. Um, and I'll basically just ask him the question of like, how does a black guy with dreads, um, you know, coach at a team that's notoriously quite, you know, racist? And then he gave this answer and um, put it out there and it did quite, well, it's quite controversial because obviously, like, I tagged in the wall and did all the rest of it and people were saying, like, you know, we don't want to be known for that sort of thing, but let's face it, you kind of are. So it kind of, it went from there and then just it grew and grew and grew, started doing other different stories. I remember the other story as well. Sorry, I'm going off topic, but... No, 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 it's fine. Now, there was another, there was another story that I did um, around Yannick Balassi's first club or first non-league club, which is close to me, called Hillen and Borough. And the reason why I did this story was because the, the woman who was the chairman at the time was saying that basically she was kind of um, not taken seriously because she was a woman and she was in a higher power position. And her story was that, oh, we had no money at the time. We couldn't pay Yannick Balassi. And he was a 17, 18 year old at the time. 
and couldn't give him a gold bonus either. So the goal bonus was to pay him in burgers. So one game, he went and scored eight goals. So he got eight burgers. So he just ended up giving them out to everyone. So I'll, I'll put that little snippet out there. If you search it, you probably still find it. It's on Twitter somewhere. And um, yeah, Yannick Balassa even retweeted himself. It's like he said he remembered that um, that story itself as well. Uh, the chairman was called D as well, D Dan. So shout out to her as well. But yeah, like little unknown stories like that just... Uh, well great to me because I was just thinking like not many people know about these sort of stories that happen at non-league level where there's not much budget but they're great little stories that people should be sharing so that's why I initially went on to before what you see beyond you now so I know you talked about like the first subscriber and the hundred fund but even before I started YouTube that's what I was doing just solely focus on Instagram getting short stories and then getting them out there to like the masses you are renowned um, for your daily content, you know, you are a machine that, you know, one of like the hardest working um, like content creators that I know. There was a period, um, um, and I don't know when it was, where you didn't put anything out on social media for a few months. Mm. Um, can I ask why that was the case? And, and actually, what was the spark of a turning point you to reset and start putting out content yeah um i've had it probably i've had them a couple of times so the one you're probably talking about is just probably uh just over a year ago when i just had like burnout basically like as you said i'm a, I'm a machine but i'm a one-man machine like i haven't got someone else to turn to and be like yo can you take the rain for a little bit i'm i'm tired like i've tried to it's not worked out in terms of trying to share the workload but I just basically was burnt out. Like people need to remember sometimes or all the time that we're, we're humans and end of the day, like we're just doing this for the love. Like, yeah, we'd probably like to turn this into like a, a multi-million pound business, but at, at the moment it isn't. Um, so at the time I was just like tired. I was working, you know, my day job plus this, plus, you know, trying to live a life and after my family and stuff like that. And I thought, you know what? why like I'm probably putting more time into this and effort into this than I actually am my day job and not getting paid because of it so people just need to realize like just because you see videos popping up on your insta insta page or youtube channel like it takes time like the amount of time and effort like it takes you know better than anyone like the amount of time and effort it takes for us to create these videos and then get very little back I was just like you know what I'm gonna just put myself first because who else is going to on day to day? So that was that. And then I think the reason why I come back to is because, you know, after a while people miss it. You know what I mean? Like you've given them such good service and good quality. And then people start saying, oh man, I miss your videos, man. Da, da, da. And it kind of, I'm not going to lie, it kind of boosts your ego. Um, and then I thought, you know what? If I do come back, I'll do it on my terms. Not just like, oh, I need to pump out a video per day. Um, and especially like a YouTube video per day. Like it's easy, easier, should I say, doing the Instagram video where it's like clipping this up, maybe putting some effects on whatever. But to turn around YouTube content, which I was doing like daily, and this is from scratch, bearing in mind, this is not like just opening up a laptop lid and then just, you know, talking like me and you are doing now. That's easy for us. But the, the sort of content I was making and that we've made before is like from scratch, going to a game, 
filming 90 minutes, bringing it back, editing for four to five, six hours, then creating highlights, graphics, then cutting out for socials. Like that's a full-time job. Believe me, I know because I'm in the industry. So people don't see those sort of side of things. Like they're probably not interested in it. But again, when we're telling you it takes a hell of a lot, please respect us in that respect. And, you know, whether it be just saying thank you, whether it just be paying something towards it, like people need to respect that. So, yeah. And why why do you think burnout and mental health, um, we don't talk about this as content creators, especially within the network that we are involved in? Because, uh, I don't know, just people have just got like short-term memories, I think sometimes as well, like, people just forget like we're human the other day. They just, as I said, they just see a page and they just see content and just don't think like what it takes to get that content onto your page. Like, I feel like I can, I can like connect with you because me and you do the same thing. And like other, like other people as well. Like when I see other content creators within our field now, I'm like, okay, I can see that was, that would have taken some time. Like if I see someone's match highlights, I'm like, yo, that took some effort. Like when I see Etsy Dons, for example, their, their content, I'm like, rah, they've got eight different camera angles and graphics. Da, 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 da. I can appreciate that. People will just see it for face value as, oh, it's a video, it's 20 minutes long, cool. But then when I see that effort, I'm like, yo, I've got to respect them because they're the ones putting all their time and effort into this. And, you know, they're getting the rewards back. I'm not at the stage where I'm not at that level yet, but hopefully one day I will be. Um, but, yeah, we definitely need to speak about it because, you know, end of the day, like, if you're enjoying our content, you need to respect, like, what it comes with. Like, it's a lot of time spent, you know, missing out on family occasions or possible earning opportunities as well. So, again, people need to respect that. You can't just be like, oh, like the video, drop a comment and that's it. Or sometimes they don't even do that. So I think you need to sometimes check in on these people because a lot of the time, like, especially when I stopped as well, people were just like, oh, sending me stuff. Can you post this? Can you post this? How about, hey, how are you? Start a conversation. Like we're human beings rather than just like sending me stuff to post. Can you post this? Like, no, like where, where's your manners? You left at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So sometimes just respect people and then you might get a more positive response build a rapport because i think that's what i need to start doing now as well like um building a rapport with the people building a rapport with the platforms don't just send us stuff um and then just expect us to put it up because we are human beings end of the day Uh, what is your worst trait my worst trait um God, I've got so many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, you know what? Probably learning to say no um, or just like, yeah. I think during during the time when I stopped, I kind of just evaluated like what works and what doesn't and like taking more time back for myself. So before I would have just gone extra hard in terms of just like pumping out content all the time, constantly, constantly, constantly. And then... I'll get to the stage where I'm tired, I'm burnt out, and then I'll just start being ready. So I think giving more time back to myself and then just taking care of myself because um, I can work hard, but at the same time, like, who's going to look after myself? So 
yeah, I think that's that's the trait that I've started to manage more. Um, also kind of let things build up for too long before like addressing them. So sometimes maybe I just need to address them straight away. Um, so those, those are probably two. Why well, have you got more for me, have you? No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, like, listen, I mean, you know, um, you know, we've like we've like known each other now for, I mean, too much. I, no, too much. I can't even remember the first time that we spoke. But um, again, your your like logo is is a very distinctive. You know, it's, yeah, it's a gold. It's a green. Like you, you know, it's once you see it, like it's just it's just in your brain, mm. um, and um. And like we like spoke, and again, like yeah, like we we would um like you know um call each other, and again mm-hmm. this is and again like I'm, you know I'm I'm, I think if people know me, I'm like very transparent with my feelings, uh, and and so are you, mm-hmm. and um and there was a there was a period where we didn't speak, mm-hmm. um um and uh and literally yeah like you know I was angry and frustrated and and a bit confused in terms of why mm. uh, of course like we spoke about it now but I mean yeah. what was your kind of recollection about the whole thing uh and actually how yeah like how were you feeling when like everything was kind of kind of snowballing and uh, literally happening between us um god it feels like so long ago now I don't know at the time probably just I don't know, maybe I was just a bit angry. Well, obviously I was angry at the time, but just more, um, I don't know, just hurt maybe. As I said, like, I speak to you a lot. You know, I can, I can, um, you know, we have a lot of stuff in common. So I was like, oh, probably at the time I was just angry about that as well. The fact that, you know, this guy is coming for me. I don't even know what we fell out about, to be honest. I really don't. Because I remember, all I remember is like, we went to, we was at the awards show, um, no, that was afterwards. That was no, afterwards. no, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was after. Um, I don't even know to be fair. Like, no, it was, it, it was, it was literally about the football. It's like you, um, you was like looking to set up the oh, team, and oh. I was looking to set up the team, and then oh my god, yeah, now so, I just look, okay, I yeah. Know. So you remember now? So literally, yeah, okay, I was yeah, so, yeah. so literally, and again, like you was like setting up your like. Oh yeah, that was it because Baby were chiming in on, on stuff that was just between me and you. You know yeah. what? Yeah, that was it. That was it. Okay, yeah, and yeah, and then <laughs> and then I mentioned to you, oh, like hopefully you're gonna get your boots on because I'm gonna get my boots on. And yeah. then, and then literally, it just kind of just went all awkward, and I'm like, I don't know what I've said. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying so. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of that. Um, it was that um situation. Yeah. Oh, listen, those things happen, man. Listen, isn't it's no one in my life that I haven't fallen out with anyway. Like, <laughs> so it's one of them. Like I fall out with my mum every day, but I still love it. So it's one of them, but. We're talking now, that's the main thing, in it? It's not like it was anything serious, because otherwise we wouldn't be doing this, clearly. Mm. Um, but, yeah, bygones be bygones. End of the day, like, life's too short sometimes for certain things. There's certain people that I won't speak to, but you're one of them, so you're cool. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a good segue into um, other content creators and like, other people as well. I mean, um, with, with your experiences with with like other people, other other kind of content creators, um, is it kind of something where you just refuse not to speak to certain people? Is it 
is it is it a conversation that can be had uh, between you know some of us that we can just sit down and say, okay, you know what, this is like what I meant by this, and then you can respond back or literally, are you just cutting ties? Oh, listen, I'm I'm fuck. Listen, for me, I'm good, man. Like, don't lie, know, man. Don't no, I'm, listen, no, I'm good. On. See, come on, man. Like, as I said, if me and you fell out and then we're still able to talk, something that there must have been something in between that just bridged the gap there, and that's fine. But for me now, I ain't got really time to waste for people that are wasting my time um, in that respect. Like, for me, you've got to show me respect because people know I'm I'm deep in this thing. Like, whether, whether you like it or not, I'm not going anywhere. And one thing I won't expect, won't tolerate as well, is being like bullied or my friends being bullied as well like i respect a whole lot of people within this because again as i said before it takes a lot of time takes a lot of effort takes a lot of passion a lot of energy as well so when people are just disrespect to other people i don't i don't really like that um like as i said i've been very nice to a lot of people offered olive olive branches to other people in terms of like whoever get into this anyone who's part of this content creator scene that initially they'll be able to say they've spoke to me on the phone they can always contact me in terms of getting advice or whatever like if you're talking about Faza, Mr SLS up in Birmingham if you talk about OMB2R talk about Selk like everyone yourself so again everyone knows me like in terms of they've spoken to me at one stage and be nice but what I won't tolerate is this disrespect and after a while, like, I'm just like, nah, I've got, I've got no time for it. Like, I'm a grown man. I've got other things to be dealing with. And then this is, like, the last thing I want to be dealing with in terms of, like, people just taking the piss. And, like, when people, like, do that and disrespect my peers within this industry as well, then I just won't tolerate it either. So, yeah, that's, that's it. Like, if people want to have a conversation, cool. But at the same time, you know, there's there's respect levels here because again we're all giving up our time and efforts to grow this beautiful game in it and this platform. So I think that's just that's that's how it is right now. So yeah, you were in the initial um, I'd say um, stages regarding the SFL in terms of being being like part of the media with um, myself and and uh, your fresh. Um, mm-hmm. What was your what was your reasons why you didn't want to join uh, the team at that present moment in time? And is it something that you would come back to? Um, yeah, well, I made my um, my comments known like at a time because I was moving away from London. I now currently reside in your neck of the woods in Leeds. <laughs> um, so I just thought like, you know what, it's just too much of a, it's too awkward, like being up here, and then obviously games being based down in in Le- in London, sorry, to like make it work. And you know, I, what I was constantly bringing up, and still, you probably could educate me on this to this day. It's like, what would be my role in this? Bearing in mind, like, it, I didn't hear any like financial reimbursements in this sort of thing. So I'm like, okay. We've already gone through this. A lot of time goes into this. A lot of effort goes into this. A lot of money goes into this already. Would I be coming down from Leeds to London every single weekend? That's money. Would I be editing games? That's time and money. Like, what what was 
what am I getting back from this? Like, because as I said before, I've given out a lot of time promoting these grassroots teams and Sunday league teams, and I still do to this day, and I'm happy to, but at the same time, sometimes you've got to think to yourself, like, what am I getting back for this? And that's not sounding bitter or jealous or anything like that, but we give a lot of time promoting these teams and not getting a lot back. So I don't think those answers, I don't think I was getting the answers back and I don't know if anything's changed since, you know, our initial conversations. But yeah, that, that was my way of thinking of it at the time. And I've been watching it, obviously, from the sidelines and just seeing how it develops. And yeah, like... I, I've, yeah, I'm still watching. Yeah, I'm waiting. And and how important is it as creators to actually know what we're worth and and to not settle for anything less than that? And and also as well, what's the kind of I'd say that kind of blurred line in terms of doing doing something because you love it and doing something because there's going to be a financial benefit well to answer the first question it's 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 imperative man people need to realize your worth because otherwise people will just treat you like shit um like again manners is key so when people just send me stuff cold and not even say hi how are you or do, do you mind posting this or would this be suitable for your page or whatever like get to know the person behind the page before like you just start sending it cold and blank. Like I don't consider ourselves like a grassroots goals or a 433 where you don't know who runs a page. Like you see me on your sidelines, you've seen you on your sidelines, you've seen everyone else on the sidelines. So get to know the person first before, you know, this cold sending them. Um, and again, in terms of like what you're saying, like knowing your worth is of course is important because People will just, I could be out every single day of the week, you know, and twice on Sundays in terms of filming stuff. People always invite me to stuff because they want to see their stuff filmed. But the moment you start saying, okay, let me put some value to this, they'll start, you know, pulling back in a little bit. And then you think to yourself, hold on a minute. So you're telling me my service is not worth anything. I've bought my, 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 my camera, which is worth a lot. I've paid petrol out of my own pocket or whatever to get there. I film for a couple of hours. I then edit it for seven or eight hours. Then I put it on my timeline to my followers, which is it's built over time. So, you know, you're going to a targeted audience, which is geared towards your audience as well. And you're telling me that's not worth nothing. But then, you know, if a competitor, for example, I don't know, your instant replay or um, film my match, if you used to go and get them to film your cup final, you would have to take money out of your pocket and then say, here you go his money so why are you not doing it for us like, i don't understand the difference because we're doing the exact same thing like even vo you couldn't take a vo out of the box and be like yeah i'm taking that and then and i'm not giving you nothing for it but they they're doing the exact same thing that we're doing and you're not going to give us a penny like what is the logic it's like i always compare this to something else like another service because we're, we're we're in the service industry right so okay if your plum was if your 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 water's broken you get the plumber out you think you can say to the plumber, cheers, see you later? No, you couldn't. So we're providing the service as well. So why not say, okay, first things first, how much would it cost me to get you out rather than come to my game straight away? Like manners, like we've got the same bills to pay as you guys do. So what's the deal here? That's what I'm saying. In terms of worth, and I've passed this information on to like 
other content creators as well and they're thankful for it as well it's like make sure you set your 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 bar high or low however you want to say it in terms of what you're willing to come out for because if you say you're only coming out for 20 quid then that's barely covering petrol money nowadays so you got to start saying to yourself okay what am i worth what am i providing these teams because if we look at ourselves see we're providing like four or five different services here sorry if i'm bored i'm going around no 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 like providing like four or five different services here and we probably don't even know it like filming is one thing trust me believe me people when when you're seeing this and hearing this people because i work in this industry so these are different services filming editing graphic design pr like that's four in itself already um and that's even before we get into like commentary documentary making um like project management all of these things are different skills that you would have to pay different people for within the media industry and we're doing all of this for scott free for next to nothing and when you think to yourself hold on i'm not even offering this guy a drink uh you know something to eat or even probably said thank you to him like be grateful because again end of the day most of these teams nowadays, they've seen the likes of your SE Dons, they've seen the likes of your Bay Teasers, and they want to replicate that. But bearing in mind, these guys have not got there overnight. These guys have taken seven, eight years, probably even longer to get there. It's only now you're starting to see it. So in order to get there, they've had to have media people running it, whether it's in-house people, external people, and all the rest of it. And I often say this, and people might disagree, but we're probably just as important as the players on the pitch, if not if not more, because, and get hear me out before people think what you're on about. If we're not there, who's seen your product? It's the same five people that can come into your game all the time. Whereas if we're here to film it, edit it, post it, whatever, promote it, then it's pushed out to the masses. And that's what gets your views and your likes and all the rest of it. But that's what also brings in the sponsors. That's what also brings in the brands. So respect the content creators and again, respect their worth. So when they come to you and say, I have to charge you £100, it's £100, bro. Like, But slip between the whole team of 11 people, not not even to mention the, the, the four or five on the bench. That's a drink. So you're telling me each person hasn't got a drink for you just to say, here you go, mate. There's my game filmed, edited. We're going to build upon this and take, you no, know, go down the long route rather than just say, like, nah, I'm not doing it. Like, come on, guys. Like, think about it. Like, these... These teams that I mentioned before, yes, he dons, Palmers, Beatties, is all the rest of it. They've spent time and effort and money, whether it be in-house or getting someone else in, and they're now starting seeing that the benefits, the fruits of their labour. So again, if you're really serious about growing this and you want to become that next branded team, you've got to either come through us or you've got to get someone else in. Either way, you're going to have to pay that person who's going to create that content for you. Then there's the editing that takes time in itself. That's probably probably worth more than the filming nowadays, like the editing process. Then it's the pushing and the promotion. That PR, that's in itself. Again, now we've got tailored audiences to what we're doing. So again, even to push and promote on our pages should come out something, whether it be a drink or a shirt or whatever, that's something else. So all of those things taken into consideration and you can't even say, how much is that going to cost me, mate? Like, even just trying to strike a deal. Don't just take it for granted that we're just going to do this. Because, again, we could be doing other things. We could be spending time with our families. We could be spending time earning money elsewhere for our families. So that that was me rambling on about worth and stuff like that. Because 
sometimes people need to recognize our worth. What is your opinion about um, non non league football and Sunday league football or the YouTube scene um, and and how there's a few players are now leaving non league to actually play Sunday league football to 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 actually have that kind of YouTube social media experience. It's strange because when we was younger, it's the other way around, right? Everyone wanted to go into non-league and get a bit of change and, you know, be the next, I don't know, Jamie Vardy or whoever, you know, going up the leagues. But now it's the other way around now, mainly probably due to what we do in terms of creating content and they want to get their highlight reels up and all the rest of it, but also mainly due to wanting to enjoy it, right? They want to enjoy not the the labours of 90 minutes having to track that, that left back, that, that that right winger the whole game or, you know what I mean? Or <laughs> they want to just be a bit lazy and just, you know, oh, I'll just turn up for the last 20 minutes and score the winner and that's it. Like, they want to start enjoying it again. And that's, I can understand it. I can see the reasons why. Like, it's more fun. It takes you back to when you was younger, when you're just playing for shits and giggles rather than, I don't know, the 50 quid that you're picking up, which is probably going to get eaten away from, you know, petrol money and all the rest of it so I can see the reasons why people are going back to Sunday league now and you know let's let's face it now a lot of these Sunday league teams have got bigger brands than the non-league teams anyway and that's what people want to be a part of do you know what I mean barring obviously the obvious ones like hashtag and rising borders obviously they're big ones but even they started Sunday league let's face it so yeah people want to be part of this whole new wave now because let's let's be honest like it's still in its infancy you know, as I said, SC Dons and Baytees are the front runners. They've been going for a long while now, but only now we're starting to get really, really prominent now. So again, it's still in this infancy. A lot of people are trying it now and people want to be riding the wave now, whether they're starting their new teams themselves, whether, you know, they're they're doing individual vlogs and all the rest of it now. So you can see the the attraction of it, you know. And again, it's it's easy access. You don't have to be of a certain age or a certain look. You can do it at any time, any space. It's easy accessible. You've just got to be able to put in the time and effort in as well. And that's whether you want to like it or not. You either, as I said before, you either got to spend your time doing it yourself or you got to hire one of us and just let us help you out as well. But yeah, Sunday League is just is ever growing, man. Like credit to credit to like the pioneers, like Palmers, you know, they started this thing. Let's be honest. Like a lot of people don't even know that. People keep thinking that it's SC Dons, but it's Palmers, closely followed by SC Dons, Baytees, and then everyone else has had their run in between there. But credit to the ones that have stuck it out. Because, um, again, as I said before, it's a slog. Like, people just think it's going to happen like that. It doesn't, guys. You might get one viral video and then go quiet after that. you got to keep it going. Consistency is key in this. Like, you know as much as I do. Like, sometimes you just don't feel like doing it. But then if you don't do it, the next person will, and then they'll just go on to the next person. So, yeah, keep it up. And um, literally, I, I, I just want to say um, I've got to give absolute credit to yourself, your fresh Selk, um, you know the, the like, you know people that have that have actually been around for for years. I mean, I call the the Damien Dash um, of the industry. I'm going to call you the P. Diddy of this industry. Um, <laughs> um, what are your goals for 2023 and beyond? 
Oh, uh, 2023 and beyond. So I did a video on this, funny enough, at the end of last year. Um, so a couple of them was to start a podcast, which is regularly doing something. Um, what I'm going to do on, it's going to be obviously around grassroots football, but I'm just trying to find a different spin to it because I don't want it to be, I want it to stand out. So that's one. Second one, which is the main one, is to start taking this more seriously financially. So it might end up me being out less, but at the same time, I've got to start saving for certain things, you know, adulting and all that stuff. So house, mortgage, that sort of stuff. So it might mean going out less, but at the same time, being more sustainable. Um, the third one, which I've been trying to do for the longest time, is to start a team. I think that might be the key to it. Not a team around me, because I've tried that. It doesn't work. Um or maybe, but again, I would like to have a football team that's dedicated to the channel. So I think then I could just focus on that team. Because um, I speak to a lot, a lot of people about this sort of stuff. Like I speak to Owen from B2R, shout out to Owen. And again, I've given him like a few pointers and I think he's starting to benefit from it as well. So I like to take some of my own advice and then just like really hone in on those three things. And then the fourth one as well, I, think I mentioned was uh, working with brands. Because I've seen a lot of brands now, they always sniff around like when whatever's hot is happening. So again, I see like they're working with your big G's, Don Strapsies, Teniolas, and stuff like that. So I want to start delving into that now because you know my numbers are starting to get up there as well. Hopefully, people start to see what I'm doing, and I'm starting to throw myself forward more. As well. So I'm not just the logo; I'm the man behind the logo. Or to the side of the logo so yeah get myself out there work with brands and work with other collaborators as well would you say that you're a perfectionist Ooh, i would have back in the day but now i just throw things out <laughs> but i'm not <laughs> but you know what there's a method to the madness because i've started people if you're following my page then you know what i'm looking for now um like you can it's, it's quite easy to see now like I go for the stuff that gets people talking, you know? Um, so again, as long as I, I can find that gem within that 20 or 30 minute video, I'm happy. Um, obviously I want to polish it up and try and make it as funny as, as, as appealing as possible. But as long as I can find that thing, that gem, um, yeah, get it out there, man. Cause again, I always say like, what good is it? It's going to be on your hard drive where no one can see it or the world can judge it. And if it flops, it flops. I've tried it, but, most of the time now, things tend to work now because we've been doing it for so long. So, yeah. And what's your biggest tip to to any content creator starting next week? What's the first thing that they should do? First thing they should do. Uh, well, I've got the four C's. The four C's is content. So, again, make sure you're getting the right content and make sure it's different because... A lot of people are doing the basics nowadays, um, which is, you know, going, filming a game, editing it and all the rest of it. Maybe adding a bit of commentary. But again, like what is different now? What's going to set your sides? What's going to set you aside from all of the big names that I've just mentioned previously before? Um, whether you're going to be as a team or as an independent content, content creator like ourselves, what's going to make you stand out? So find your lane, find your niche. Um the second one is costs. So again, what can you afford in terms of filming? Um, whether it be going out again, a, uh, 
a big expensive camera or you're doing it on your phone, like all of those things you've got to take into consideration. Are you willing to go from west to south or south to, to north? Like all of that stuff adds up. <laughs> you're, you're shaking like, yeah, it does. Like mm-hmm. some people, before I used to go all over the shop. I used to go to south sometimes. I used to go to east. Now I just stay, well, before when I was living in London, I just stay in my little West London bubble. And the same up here now in Leeds, I just stay in Leeds or maybe sometimes in Bradford, like just to keep down costs, but always take costs into consideration as well. Um, what was the other third? Oh, the third one was characters. So also you always need good characters. Um, a lot of the times in my videos, you might see me at the same sort of games all the time because I know who to speak to and there's always two types of people you know there's people that love the cameras look at me da, da, da. they're golden and you've got the shy ones that bro don't get me on camera bro I've got a case or something like that like whilst <laughs> we, we stay clear of them sort of people um but yeah make sure you get the right sort of characters because again they're the ones that are going to help promote your channels especially if you're just going to be solely behind the camera as well so characters is the uh is key and then the last one which I'm sure everyone can vouch for is consistency there's gonna be times when you're gonna be getting 10 views 20 views probably no views no one's seen no one likes it but you've got to stay consistent i'm gonna keep saying again the guys at the top they weren't getting their 100k views all the time there must have been times when they was getting like 10k views and they was buzzing for that now they're reaping the rewards and even the ones that come after them rising ballers kitchener um, all, all the other teams are doing well like there's going to be times when you're not getting that but if you stay consistent and you believe in your 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 project then it'll come over time it'll come over time that's amazing um, Clinton um, I, I just want to say on record again you know, there's like only a few people that again have the drive the passion the aggression uh, the love and the strategic process to actually make this work. And mm. you are one of, you know, you are one of a few people that actually have that. Um, and, um, and yeah, like every time we speak, it's, it's a, it's a, hi, how you doing? But then it's strategy. Then it's like, oh, <laughs> this and that, like, there isn't no small talk when, um, when we talk. Um, and, um, and yeah, you know, I think you are a huge success and it's just going to be a matter of time. It's just going to be a matter of time because, um, I, you know, I can kind of safely say that you are like the king of YouTube shorts. Like, you know, exactly, (laughs) you know, you know exactly what you're doing. And again, in social media, just in general. So, um, yeah, literally, um, I just want, yeah, I just want to big you up right now. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. And big up to you as well, man. Like we've had, as I said, we've had a lot of conversations. Like you're the reason why I started YouTube. Like get this on, get this on record. Cause I remember, I was, as I said before, I was solely focused on Instagram, just doing short content. That's the reason why I think I've probably mastered it to a certain degree. But you was like, nah, man, give some something longer. Give them YouTube, man. Um, I was like, oh, no, I don't know. I can't be bothered, man. But eventually, man, you got you got me there. Like, I think it was during lockdown. Um, started doing like, like team talks and stuff like that. Before you know it, that's when I started getting into the games properly. So, yeah, big up yourself, man, because you're a pioneer out here, man. Like, you've been doing this for a long time and, and you continue to do that, man. You continue to champion teams in South London, the Vets, 
scene is lost without you because like dipping all you shine at a massive light like imagine like me i'm just in a light every here there and everywhere like the vets they get the full beam from to be <laughs> like, yeah big up big up to you man oh thank you thank you and where and where can people find you man if you haven't found me by now you can see <laughs> um <laughs> nah, roots tv man tv on all platforms um youtube tiktok insta twitter not Facebook, because I can't be bothered with that one, but on all, all platforms, yeah, just, yeah, just shine a light on the, the beautiful game. That's it. 